With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by allsteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm coming live from Pittsburgh. Stephen's spending the week down in Greensboro, North Carolina, watching the ACC tournament. Hopefully, Pitt gets a win. We'll talk about the weather here in a second, as we always do. But first, do you think Pitt is automatically in the NCAA tournament, win or lose today against Georgia Tech? No, um, they have to win. <laughs> you, you cannot – I don't think they can afford another loss to a team like Georgia Tech and still hope to make the tournament. It's funny because I don't think – I think if they didn't play in the ACC tournament, yeah. like if they just ended the regular season like that, they would have made the NCAA tournament. Um, um, but, you know, losing to a team like Georgia Tech would really – that'd be a serious blow. They don't need another win – but they can't take another loss. Like they that. can't take another loss. Are they going to beat Georgia Tech? They they beat them twice this year by pretty yeah. healthy margins, so they, they better do it again. Okay, so they're feeling good. All right, we're feeling good about Pitt basketball. Everybody in Pittsburgh should feel real good about that one. Uh, Steven got his first taste of North Carolina Waffle House last night, so if he didn't see that on his Twitter, he's very excited about it. It was a great thing to wake up to. It's a beautiful day here in the Berg. I don't know how it is down there, but I would imagine it is it's gorgeous. beautiful as well. It is gorgeous here in North Carolina. Um, we had some good weather yesterday. It's carrying over today. Bright sunshine coming through my hotel window. Um, I'm excited. Great day for college basketball. Great day for college basketball. Really, really bad day to be Lamar Jackson. That is the talk of the NFL. The only thing that seems to be relevant right now is Lamar Jackson was placed. The non-exclusive franchise tag was placed on him yesterday right at the deadline. Almost immediately, all these teams start coming out with their own reports or or reporters are coming out with team reports saying this team is not going to pursue Lamar Jackson. This team is not going to pursue Lamar Jackson. Very, very questionable comments, words, decisions. I don't know, whatever you want to classify it as. It seems super fishy that these teams are, are not offering him a contract. It would be one thing for a team to meet with him or all these teams to meet with him. And then them all say, well, you know, we're kind of out on Lamar Jackson it's a whole other thing for these guys to immediately say, we will not even meet with this guy to talk about what a potential contract would look at. He's going to get paid $32 million this season on a non-exclusive tag if he does not. For those of you who do not know the situation, a non-exclusive tag means that he gets the lower end of the franchise tag this season, $32 million. 
and he is open to negotiate with other teams. If another team offers him a contract that he accepts, the Baltimore Ravens will have an opportunity to match that. If they do not, they receive two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, which is almost nothing compared to what the quarterback market has gone for the last two years. What do you take of the first 24 hours, not even, excuse me, of Lamar Jackson's, I don't know, apparent non-market amongst teams with a quarterback? need it it reeks of owners trying to overcompensate for a mistake they felt was made with deshaun watson um i don't know if there's a team in the world that couldn't they're probably there may be three teams three or four teams that could not use a 26 year old former mvp quarterback um and for like the atlanta falcons and the Miami Dolphins to say that we're out. I mean, this is a league that loves to do their due diligence. You know, there's, they explore every option. People pride themselves on exploring every Avenue to improve their team. This isn't one of those. This you're telling me this is, this is the moment where you're gonna, you're going to say no, like we, we've made our decision already before even exploring this as an option. Like that's, that's insane to me. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, it, it seems very weird. So here, here are the teams, and I agree with you, and we'll get into it, but here are the teams that have so far come out and reportedly will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. The Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter is the only quarterback that you could think is their starter in 2023. The Miami Dolphins, who a week ago, one week ago at the NFL Combine, we were hearing reports that the Dolphins are open to looking for a new quarterback, which includes moving on from Tua, but apparently does not include Lamar Jackson. The Carolina Panthers, who have openly said time and time again over the last four that they will be searching for a franchise quarterback this offseason because that is the missing piece to their puzzle the last couple of years. The Washington Commanders, who, as crazy as it sounds, out of everybody on this list is the only team that I go, Yeah, do I agree with the decision? No. Does it make sense that they're that in on Sam Howell? Yeah, maybe. They they saw what they liked out of him last year. They gave him an opportunity at the end of the season. They feel like they want to give him a shot in 2023. That one at least makes a little bit of sense. And then the Las Vegas Raiders, who don't have anybody at all except for Jarrett Stidham, who is not the answer. I've come up with the list earlier because I was sitting around thinking about what teams could possibly trade for Lamar Jackson. Of those guys that were not named, the other teams that I could come up with, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which have no salary cap space, so maybe, but they'd have to make something work. The San Francisco 49ers have been open that they do not know what's going to happen at quarterback and that they are open for another quarterback. Lamar Jackson and Kyle Shanahan seems like a match made in heaven to me. The New York Jets, who are in on Aaron Rodgers, so I get that one. The New England Patriots, who me and you have talked about, and the Indianapolis Colts, Everybody else has said, no, we're not going to pursue Lamar. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It is not as if these teams will have to go pay him a fully guaranteed deal just by talking to them. All they have to do is go negotiate and say, hey, this is what we're willing to pay. Unless his contract, uh, unless his side, which I think that the part that gets most blown away in this entire situation is the fact that Lamar is representing himself which means that his agent is not out here calling other teams saying, hey, this is what Lamar wants. We're not budget. It's just Lamar Jackson, who is definitely not talking to other teams because he's not allowed to talk to other teams. 
So there is no leakage of what he's willing to accept outside of Baltimore or what his negotiation price is. So it's not like these teams have any inside knowledge outside of what the Baltimore Ravens are saying. Just like you said, it just seems like complete collusion. It just seems like the NFL owners have said, we made a huge mistake with Deshaun Watson. The Cleveland Browns screwed everything up. We cannot allow this to be a trend. Yeah. And I, do you wonder why did like, do you think Dan, do you think Derek Carr took a hit from this? Like, do you think he kind of had to feel the ramifications of Deshaun Watson getting overpaid? Do you think his contract was? I think, I think Derek Carr took the hits of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Those guys that signed big deals elsewhere are not Aaron Rodgers, but you know, Aaron Rodgers signed a huge deal in green Bay. They were unable to do other things. Russell Wilson signs a huge deal in Denver. Now it's like they're stuck. So I could see Derek Carr doing that. But at the same time, it kind of felt as if Derek Carr was open to taking a team-friendly deal to say, hey, let's go win something. But I still think that's two totally different situations because Lamar Jackson's 26 years old, has won an MVP, is one of the best quarterbacks in football, undeniably. Whereas in there's questions about Derek Carr and what he could win and how much he could win for your team. Just seems like a different situation. And and that's a good point because you look at other contracts and that's where I think things get iffy is, okay, you don't want to hand Deshaun Watson or a Deshaun Watson type deal to Lamar Jackson. I understand that. I could, I could totally, totally get that. But Kyler Murray got $189 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson got 161. Aaron Rodgers got 150. You're telling me that Lamar Jackson can't even get somewhere near that? That right. you don't feel comfortable handing Lamar? Kyler Murray had one season where he proved he's a starting quarterback, and they immediately went, uh, yep, nope, we're going to give him a boatload of money. Russell Wilson hasn't had a good year in three years. Boom, boatload of money. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. That's, a, that's an isolated incident, I, I believe. Deshaun Watson didn't play football for two seasons. Boom, we're giving him a boatload of money. Right, why is Lamar, Lamar, why is Lamar yeah. the one who has to pay the – pay the price for for their other for those mistakes you know yeah why why can't you give him somewhere in the middle why can't you meet on a number and say hey this is it it kind of feels and and again i don't know the numbers so i think the numbers change a lot of things here but it feels as if they want if everybody wants the trend to go to danny dimes and the 80 million dollars guaranteed and start reversing it so that they don't have to hand as much guaranteed money to these quarterbacks And I'm sorry, but the league does not go in reverse. This is a player's league. It's always been a player's league. It very much so seems like the owners are trying to do something about that. Do you think, for one, do you think that he plays under the tag? Do you think that if nobody offers him a deal, you think he's sitting out this season? Yeah, I, I think so, and I think he should because, like, we we talked about this on a on a podcast I think earlier this week. But yeah, no downside to him sitting out for a week, for a year. Absolutely none. In fact, it'd probably help him to sit out for a year. So I, I don't think there's any reason for him to play under the tag. I, I'm sure Lamar is a competitive guy and he wants to play football. But look, there's no downside at all to him sitting out a year, resting up, getting healthy, and then waiting for someone to actually offer him a deal. You know, there's no I, – I can't think of a reason why he wouldn't – why he would play under the tag. See, I am I to go today. I said that if Lamar does play under the tag, I could see it happening – because he's a competitive dude and he's going to look at this like I'm going to show the entire NFL screw you 
you guys can't do this to me. I am not the scapegoat. And he's going to go and have the greatest season that he's ever had. He'll win a second MVP. The Ravens might win a Super Bowl. And then somebody's forced into paying this guy a boatload of money before it's abundantly clear that he is being targeted. And I think at that moment, I don't know what could happen or what could come of this, but it does feel like at some point the NFL PA will have to step in and say, Hey, look it. We all see what you're doing. We get what you're doing. You can't, you're not allowed to do this. Like you, you are not allowed to all team up and say, Hey, we're not going to pay guys so that the market goes back down because we're too worried about where the quarterback market is because the Cleveland Browns screwed up. I just, I, and I feel like Lamar might come back and just throw for 49 touchdowns and, you know, zero interceptions and run for 2,000 yards and then just say, hey, guys, look, at you got to pay me now. There's no excuses. You have to pay me now. And, I mean, that sucks for the Steelers. Just to tie in the Pittsburgh Steelers here, that would be terrible for the Steelers. It would be terrible for the Bengals. It would be terrible for the Cleveland Browns or the Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills or anybody trying to win a Super Bowl in the AFC because I think Lamar would go on an absolute rampage. But I agree. I, I think that if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm sitting around going, I don't need $32 million. Like, you know, it would be very nice, but I could make that and more next year without risking my health. I'm only 26 years old. I play quarterback. I'm a mobile quarterback. So a year off is probably really good for me, especially with a knee injury. I do. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. Do you, do you see a change coming? Do you see a a shock in the next couple of days or maybe even a week where somebody tosses an offer at Lamar Jackson and you know one of these reports are possibly wrong because this is this is who we got so far so far the the teams that have said no the Falcons the Dolphins the Panthers the Commanders and the Raiders uh everybody seems to believe that or, or everybody that has been reporting these are national people it's all ESPN NFL Network those type of guys have been like oh these are the teams do you see one of them being wrong and kind of like a shock to the system coming in the next couple couple of days maybe a week i think we might know after the draft um oh okay 50 yeah, days think, from now you think he's gonna sit there for 50 days no noise not no noise you know what actually you know what i do i do i i think that he's gonna sit there you know if these early reports are any indication he's gonna have to wait it out and he's gonna have to sweat a little but i think one of these teams is gonna miss on a quarterback in the draft they're not going to get one of those top guys like if if you're if you're the falcons and your options are will levis or lamar jackson how long are you gonna like how long are you gonna let that sit before i don't know it it seems like you would you would take a chance on lamar use your draft use your high draft pick somewhere else like I, i feel like the quarterback class is is good this year it's not deep there's some real talent at the top, but one of these teams is going to get desperate. And I think Lamar is going to sit there long enough to, to make one of these teams really desperate. Do you think that there's a situation where guys are sitting there in the draft, 10, 12 guys are coming off the board and they already have a deal in place with Lamar. They've already talked to Lamar. It hasn't hit the public maybe. And they pulled the trigger right in the NFL draft and then boom, the Baltimore Ravens now have to, and they and they and they say yes because if you're the Baltimore Ravens and that happens, you know what I mean, the day before the draft because the day before the draft we'll have a pretty good sense of how the draft board's going to fall. If that happens the day before the draft and you're the Baltimore Ravens, 
I mean, I'm signing. I'm saying, okay, whatever, take them. You know, have fun with Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go draft somebody here. We're going to take maybe a year off from competing the way that we've been competing. And I'll take your eighth draft pick. You know, instead of having to wait a whole year and not having a quarterback. Because after the draft, I mean, then the Ravens are screwed, screwed. At that moment, they don't have they don't have any hope because they don't have a quarterback at all. They don't have the option to go get a quarterback at all. It's Tyler Huntley season. That doesn't, that's not good terms or, or good news for the Baltimore Ravens. I could see it happening where it's the day before the draft and them going, all right, whatever. And everything moves very fast and things happen or, or within a week. Cause I guess they have, they have seven days to sign the tender and match the offer sheet. If he gets, if he gets an offer. So I could see it happening like within the week of the draft so that it comes close. But those conversations will be had between the Baltimore Ravens and that other owner, and I think that's what's screwed up about this whole thing, is that it's it's almost as if the Baltimore Ravens are negotiating with teams, not Lamar Jackson negotiating with teams, or no, Lamar Jackson negotiating with the Baltimore Ravens. Do you, do you get any sense that he will budge on a number? Do you get any sense that he is going to budge from that fully guaranteed deal? No, because I think he's a... And I don't think he should, you know, I think he's a confident guy. I think he's, he's proud too. I think he has confidence in who he is and security in who he is. Um, I, we've seen guys set out before we've seen guys, you know, kind of hold out and, and stick by what they think they're worth. And it hasn't yeah. exactly worked out a whole lot. I think Lamar is a completely different animal. Um, I think he's way too good to, to budge on a not budge on his number and what he wants. So, you know, I kind of hope that he doesn't, and I hope that, you know, not hope that he he doesn't, but I, I don't think he will. I don't I don't think he will, and I don't think he should budge on, on what he wants and what he deserves, quite honestly. Yeah, I agree. I think that if it's not Lamar Jackson, it's Joe Burrow is up for a contract, Justin Herbert's up for a contract. Who else? Josh Allen already signed. I, I guess that would be the two... The two big ones, but those are big ones. Those are, those are huge names. Like those guys, Jalen hurts will be up for a contract the year after that. Huge names. You are not going to get away with this. If you are the NFL, you might be able to use Lamar as a scapegoat this season and say, Hey, look, we're not going to give out fully guaranteed deals, but there is zero chance that you start this trend backwards because of the names that are coming up in the market this year and next year, because Joe Burrow is not getting a cheap deal. Justin Herbert is not getting a cheap deal. Jalen Hurts is not getting a cheap deal. There is no way around this for the NFL. And even if the owners want to tag along and say, hey, look, it, we're going to try our hardest this season and we're going to use Lamar Jackson and that's just the way it is. Sorry, but the Cincinnati Bengals are not going to sit there. They're not the Baltimore Ravens. And we, we know that because the Baltimore Ravens had everything blow up in front of them the last two weeks. That people are calling out their GM, their training staff got fired because of how terrible that is. Everybody's hating on the Baltimore Ravens. The Cincinnati Bengals are not going to sit there and say, we're going to start some controversy with Joe Burrow, who's took, taken us to a Super Bowl, taken us to two AFC championships, has won the North every season he's been here and healthy. There's just, sorry, Joe Burrow's our guy. We're going to pay him whatever we got to pay him. Right to make things work. Justin Herbert, maybe he's a little different. Jalen Hurts is the same thing as Joe Burrow. There's right. no way they're getting rid of Jalen Hurts. They're going to pay him whatever he needs to get paid. So even if the Baltimore Ravens and the, the owners want to try this right now, there's no long-term success in this plan. Not for the owners. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, you are 
you might win this battle. You are not winning the war. Um, yeah. This is this is a losing battle. I, I You said earlier this is a player's league, and I don't know if I completely agree with that, but it's definitely trending that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's inevitable, and you were complete. I think you were spot on when you said you cannot move backwards. Like this league is only going to move forwards and forward in that direction that we're talking about. Quarterbacks are going to keep getting paid more because they generate more value. Um, so you, there's no winning this. There's no positive outcome for the NFL. They are. You can either accept it and and adjust and and you know embrace this this new way that the NFL is going to work, or you can just put it off for a year. You know exactly. You got one year, and I think Burrow's up this season. I think Burrow's contract, it, like Burrow, will get an extension this season. Yeah, extent, yeah. Yeah, and say when same with Herbert at some point. I think I think that's at least anticipated. So you got you got three months. You have three months before it, Lamar's sitting around, just like, oh, well, you see what happened there? Well, that should have been me. I should have started this. You tried very hard. It didn't work. I think it's. Look at the NFL owners always try to do something. You know what I mean? They they are the man. They're the business. And they try very hard to make their business as profitable as it could be for themselves because at the end of the day it is a business. It does not work when you target the most successful people in your business. If you wanted to scapegoat Danny Dimes, it could work. If you wanted to scape scapegoat a guy like Kyler Murray last year, it would have worked. If you wanted to do with Deshaun Watson, it would have worked. It would have worked so easily with Deshaun Watson. So it easily with like, Deshaun Watson. The fact that you picked an NFL MVP who is in his prime, who has never had a team around him and still taken his team to success every single season, whose players are calling out the GM because they're doing a bad job. It just it came back to it's the wrong name to try to use in this situation, and it will come back to bite them in the butt. I think Lamar still gets screwed in it. But I don't think I don't think the long term is going to turn out the way that the owners are sitting around hoping it is. I mean, for Pittsburgh Steelers fans, just like you said, though, if he doesn't play under the franchise tag this year, they're screwed. The Baltimore Ravens you might as well hang it up and take a year off because you're not going to compete with teams in the north. You're not going to compete with teams in the AFC. There's no way you're getting through Kansas City or Buffalo in the playoffs with Tyler Huntley as your quarterback. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean. Sucks to be the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is still they, the beginning of the end their, for them. They made their bed, though. I, yes. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, I, there's no one who should feel bad for the Ravens. Um, if I was a Ravens fan, I'd be pissed at their ownership. Like, Oh, dude, they're mad at us. The DMs, <laughs> the DMs that I have gotten, the emails that I have gotten, the, co- the YouTube comments, the last 24 or the last – when did we put out the, the it's all over for the, the Ravens episode? On Monday, I think. Yeah. 48 hours ago 48 hours ago then the messages have been non-stop i'm talking one in the morning two in the morning people are like what i can't believe that you're saying it's all over for the ravens i'm like well i can't believe that you think that there's a chance <laughs> like i don't i don't know what you're looking at right now saying well i think we're going to be just fine i think the ravens are going to be a-okay they got tyler huntley and at worst case scenario anthony brown is the third string quarterback and he played well at oregon when he decided that he was gonna throw the ball once in a while so good for him now the ravens are in trouble They're, just like you said they made their bed they got to lay in it whether they want this to work out or not it's not going to work out in their favor and if lamar jackson plays under the franchise tag i do hope that he goes off for like 7200 yards and like 60 touchdowns Absolutely. and then next year he gets the biggest contract in nfl history and i hope it's not in baltimore 
said he could say, screw you, Ravens. I'm out. So that would be perfect. Let's talk a little bit of Pittsburgh Steelers football here. Free agency is approaching. It is next next week, a week today it starts. There's a name that I think is my new favorite on the market. I know the fit isn't perfect. He plays a little bit more defensive end in a 4-3 than defensive end in a 3-4, but I think he can make it work. It's Frank Clark. Just got released by the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of days ago as a cap casualty. He's 30 years old. He'll be 31. Or he's 29 years old. He'll be 30 by the start of the season. He's coming off a a two-year, $30 million deal where he got cut after the second season. So he's set to make uh, $15 million a year. Spotrack has him at $12.4 million average salary right now as his market value for his next deal. Last year, he had 39 tackles, five sacks. He's not he's not a big sack guy, which is why I think he still work in a 3-4 defense, but he's, he's a clog-the-middle type of guy. 13 quarterback hits. He actually had a safety. I mean, he's a three-time Pro Bowler before this season. His, his run in Kansas City has been unbelievable, and I, I think if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got to look at him and say he's definitely an upgrade over Larry Ogunjobi. He's not going to be super expensive. Why can't we just go make that work and add a, a, a superstar that gives you at least two years next to Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and Alex Highsmith? I think that's the best defensive line they've had in like five plus years. Right. I, like, just imagine Frank Clark when all the attention is being paid to TJ Watt and yep. Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith. Like, that would be unbelievable. Um, I, I know the, like you said, the fit isn't perfect, but I would love a guy who can just stop, like can help them stop the run. Like they have pass rushers, you know, they have guys who can get to the quarterback. I'm not as worried about that as I am about run defense, being able to, to limit opposing teams on the ground. So I, I, I'm with you. I really like Frank Clark. I think it would be a good signing. What do you think his, so that's, you mentioned that spot track value uh, estimation. Do you think, would you kind of take an over and under on that on that valuation? Dude, I'm handing them that perfect deal. That That's where I feel very comfortable in this is a lot of people will name names that are too expensive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like somebody tossed out Leonard Floyd the, Floyd the other day when he got cut, and they were like, yo, the Steelers should go sign him. He's the perfect fit for TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. It's like, yeah, he'd be an unbelievable third outside linebacker, but at the same time, He's not going to get paid like a third outside linebacker. I think Frank Clark is nearing the end of his prime or is at the end of his prime enough where his value will decrease. And I think a two-year, $12 million deal, Larry Ogunjobi played for a one-year, $8 million deal last season. The Steelers have a much better salary cap situation right now than they did a year ago. I think it's easy to say we'll spend four more million dollars to go get somebody that we feel even more confident in than Larry Ogunjobi, who's the same age as Larry Ogunjobi, and who's coming off four phenomenal years in Kansas City, just won a Super Bowl, so he knows how he just won two Super Bowls in the last three years, so he knows how to win Super Bowls. I just think that it's it's such a good fit for the Steelers on that defensive line. There's a lot of positions that I think they should go young at. I think they should go young at inside linebacker. I think they should sign a starter next to Miles Jack for cheap, but I think they should draft an inside linebacker. I think they should draft a cornerback. I think they should re-sign Terrell Edmonds and not have to worry about that. The third edge rusher, I could see them going young there too if it's not for Bud Dupree. 
defensive tackle, defensive end, I think is a, is a spot where you get a big guy. If you get a guy like uh, the the dude out of out of Baylor, Baylor Siaka Siaka Ika, yeah, mm-hmm. you could plug him in the nose, and then you've Cam Hayward and Frank Clark next to him because you spent a little bit of money. I mean, that's unbelievable. That yeah. is the, that is the ideal defensive line situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus, that nose tackle is learning from D- Cam Hayward and Frank Clark. You know, DeMarvin Leal is learning from Frank Clark. You know, Isaiah Loudermilk is learning from Cam Hayward and Frank Clark. This is what you're looking for if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm paying them $12 million, 12.5, totally fine. Not not even worrying about it. And I'm telling them, hey, look, we got a young team. I don't think you're going to get an option with as much upside on defense as you're going to get right now. And I'm sure his market will be high, but I don't know. I think if, if the Steelers could swoop in and grab him early, that is the perfect starting point to free agency. And, and I think he surpassed Bud Dupree for me as like the go get him if he's the top of the guy or the list and makes sense free agent signing for the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. I would take him 10 times out of 10 over over Bud Dupree if you're making me choose between those two. Um, yeah, it almost makes too much sense. Like you said, the market's going to be pretty crazy for him. Um but if they can get in early and and, and st- that would be a steal and that would be a, an absolutely perfect start to free agency. Do you think they can get him before the draft or will they? Oh, I do. If I'm the Steelers, that's the guy I'm looking for as early as possible. And just to bring up the the guys that are will, will be competing with him, I guess there's there there's definitely going to be some some bigger names, you know, but. Are, are some some names that are in the same category, I guess. But but I don't think Frank Clark's going to be the guy that just gets a boatload of money thrown at him from somewhere because mm-hmm. you got Robert Quinn on the market. You got Brandon Graham on the market. You got Yannick Njoku on the market. You got Jadavion Clowney, which, eh, you know, say what you want to say about him, but he's on the market. Dean Lowry's on the market. Uh, Jordan Phillips is on the market. Justin Houston, Marcus Davenport are on the market. Carlos Dunlap, Dante Fowler. You know, there there are names, Solomon Thomas, if you still believe in him, Jason Pierre Paul. There are there are names to where people will not go out there and say, Hey, we're gonna hand Frank Clark thirty million dollars over two seasons because you know, we need a defensive end. I think that there's going to be cost friendly players that teams will say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna work the market to the best of our abilities. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, the when's it open? The fifteenth? The fifteenth. And and I think I've been told that they can negotiate now. I don't really know how all that works, so we're just going to stick with the 15th. The 15th at whenever it starts, midnight or whatever, I, I, I'm offering Frank Clark. I'm saying, hey, look, man, like I want you to have a deal that you feel comfortable in and that we feel comfortable in. Let's sign it right now. Let's get it over with. You know, that, that uh, legal negotiation period before that, he's the only guy I'm talking to outside of our own. Nah, just I, I think it's the I just if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you let this one slip up because you're going to re-sign Larry Ogunjobi. Larry Ogunjobi better be damn good this season. Let me tell you, because yeah, much better than he, he was this year. I yeah, mean. exactly, exactly. Like even if you're going to pay some pay him six million dollars this season, and you're going to look at it as a cost-friendly defensive end, I I don't care. Like I I just it just doesn't make any sense to me. You could gain up to I saw a breakdown where they could get like forty million dollars in available cap space. You don't need – I'm sorry, but you don't need – you could spend 12 of that on Frank Clark. You could spend eight of that on Cam Sutton. 
you could spend four of that on Terrell Edmonds and four of that on DeMonte KZ and then boom, and then six of it on an inside linebacker. And that's, you know, $30 million. You still have $10 million sitting around to do whatever you want. And I'm sure they could come up with more money in any which way or form that they see fit because that's what the salary cap is. It doesn't really exist. So I'm, I'm throwing $13 million at Frank Clark and saying, come on to Pittsburgh. Have a great time with Cam. Let's go try to win a Super Bowl. Because in the next two years, if Kenny Pickett is what the Steelers want Kenny Pickett to be, the Steelers should be Super Bowl contenders. Not this season, but by the end of next season. Right? That's like, good. that's just, you know, if you're a rookie quarterback, year three is when you should compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, that that makes – if you're a first-round quarterback, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if they – like you said, if Kenny Pickett is who they hope they be, the Steelers will – well, he'll be that by year three, but by, by yeah. two years from now, um, by the time Frank Clark is on that last year of that deal, um, they'll have some new, they'll have a new injection of talent after this draft, after they add a bunch of guys. I, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I just think it's the fit. You got the offensive line. You're not worried about the offensive line. You're going to go draft a cornerback. That's not a secret anymore. You're going to go resign Terrell Edmonds or DeMonte KZ reports came out that they have mutual interest the other day. Just, you know, it makes all the sense in the world. Frank Clark is my new guy. I'm feeling real good about it. We'll talk about more free agency on Monday as we prime the free agency, but I think that I'm going to start preaching. I'm going to start pushing. Just like the Brian Branch train, I'm on the Frank Clark train. I think I'm hot, harder on the Frank Clark train than I was on the Brian Branch train because wow. the guy just makes too much sense, and he's been a game wrecker. Add game wreckers. Don't Stop taking the shorthanded route and saying, eh, well, this is good enough. No. Just go spend some money, make a little bit of a splash, but not too much of a splash. You have the cap space. Frank Clark will work out with everybody. I can't wait to talk about that. We'll talk about Bud Dupree and all the other free agents that the Steelers could sign on Monday. I will be back on Friday with Derek. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Like this video and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Enjoy the rest of the Lamar Jackson show this week. Peace. (laughs) 